News Radio 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. Tim, I've decided I've got a slogan for the show. You ready for it? Yes. All right, Tim Ferruzzi with me. I'm Dave Alexander. We are here to make your home great and to chew gum. And we're all out of gum. <laughs> so we're just going to spend the next couple of hours talking about anything you want to talk about with your home. You want to interrupt us while we're on a topic? That's totally okay. It's your show. Yeah, on the other hand, we've, we're prepared to talk about uh, some things today. Later on, we've got Chris Conrad from CMC Electric. I'm going to find out, Tim, the, the absolute answer to the question that I pondered since my mother was able to warn me about it. Mm-hmm. Can I talk on the phone in the bathtub during a thunderstorm? Why would you want to? Why would I want to? You're absolutely right. I don't want to. What I used to do. What's the point of being in the bathtub? What, the point is my mom get a, thought. getaway place. My mom was convinced that the bathtub was like you were going to, if you were near the sink and there was a thunderstorm, the electricity would jump out and kill you. Well, you know, if your house wasn't grounded, it, that may be possible. I See, we'll find out. This is, this is the thing. We've got an electri- electrician coming in. Yeah. I'm going. We're number one. We're going to talk to him between three and four. Number two, he's going to fix some things around here because I'm telling you, we got to we like get some things. I like things. that microphone though. Um, we that's the, a 1950s microphone. It is. It's on, a 1950s. Pretty cool. Uh, call it the Elvis mic because that's what it is. It's a a sure big heavy thing. It's four pounds. You can knock somebody over the head with that thing. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> All right. So we're talking. You and I. Our plan is to talk about bathrooms this week. Do you do a lot of bathrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the last 30 years, we've done a ton of bathrooms. Now, Tim, as you well know, is with uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Hard to tell that you're with them. You're kind of them, or you were at a certain oh, yeah, point, I, and then I, you've got I, a bunch I, of people I, yeah, with you. Yeah. You know, you're it. I'm the slave. You're the slave. Right. You can... You can, the leader is the slave. Because you're the boss, you can mm-hmm. pick whatever 18 hours a day you want to work. Exactly. Right. So a lot of bathrooms. You mentioned in our promotional announcement that there's a lot of this kind of, you know, while we're at it, right. we better do this, can that, and the other thing. Can you, of worms. You can't, you can't start one thing without moving to another. I yeah. can understand. If I have to replace my, my tub enclosure shower area, I'm probably going to be doing the floor anyway. Is that what you meant? Yeah, I'll give you a quick, quick, fast example. So one of the big box companies came in to a customer back in 2012 and said, we'll put in new vanities for you. Yeah. They contracted the whole deal. Next thing you know, the items arrive, and they can't just change out the vanities because there's floor tile, wall tile, and drywall, and many other issues. So the big box uh, construction store basically said, we can't do the job. So the customer brought us in and said, can you do the whole job? And yeah. So all those components, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I, I look at my own bathroom and I see one or two things. I didn't see them 10 years ago when I bought the house. Um, the, uh, the floor really needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. It looks out of date. It looks 70s, mm-hmm. even though the house is not nearly that old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's and funny it's, how we get used to what we're living in, yeah. But then you see these shows where they're putting in this fancy tile and this new this and that, and yeah, you're like, really? And then you see it actually in place, and you're like, wow, that does work. Well, you can't. And the other thing is the 
brand new thing next to the kind of old thing for a lot of people doesn't work. Visually, that's wrong for some reason. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at, look at that great shower. That shower, that tub, that's yeah, so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't match the vanity now. Well, and that's one way that I see a lot of uh, uh, women uh, get the bathroom remodeled is they say, hey, let's put in a new vanity, right. George, and they put in a new vanity top, and next thing you know, everything else looks uh, antiquated. So then she ends up doing the whole bathroom. The floor will not look nice when you put the brand new vanity yep. in. Okay. Right. But what's the, what are the trends in vanities? Because what I have seems to be really sort of a dingy plastic. Do a lot of people have that? Well, you probably have synthetic marble, maybe. Uh, I think built? I have synthetic plastic. I don't even think it's real plastic. When was your house built? I think it's, uh, it's about a 15-year-old house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's probably synthetic marble. I'm yeah, okay. But uh, trends in bathrooms seem to still be the granite and the quartz. Okay. And you're seeing some lightweight concrete type of applications. Yeah. In kitchens and in bathrooms. Um, and I think those are primarily the largest. And then, uh, you'll have some cultured marble, synthetic marble. I'm looking at some things. By the way, if we should mention the telephone number, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Call, even if we're talking bathrooms and you have an issue, especially in one of the areas that uh, you know Tim is, you know, expert in, go ahead and call it. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. And every weekend you should I just save up a question for Tim. Uh, all right. I'm looking at the vanity and the sink. I think it's all built in. Mm-hmm. Okay. The vanity and the sink. I think I'm being cheated because the vanity's huge and the sink isn't. It, it's just one sink. It's vanity, vanity and lavatory. I get confused sometimes between the two, but basically it's the setup. Okay, so yep. the two of them are called the lavatory and, and the, the vanity? vanity. Yep. Okay. The vanity right. is the cabinet, right? And then the lavatory is the... Okay. I get confused. It's <laughs> bigger. It's bigger than it needs to be. Or it needed to be two sinks to begin with. Right. Are people working on this problem? Because my house is not getting any bigger. So you're saying that you've got one sink and you should have two? I should either have two uh-huh. or I should have a smaller vanity mm-hmm. because I don't need a four-foot piece of equipment, mm-hmm. right? Four-foot piece count- of furniture counter, yeah. to, to, to countertop yeah. to have a two-and-a-half-foot sink. Right. I can't brush my teeth while my right. wife brushes her teeth either. Yeah. You know? Well, if your wife uses the same bathroom, that extra two-and-a-half feet might come in handy. Oh, yeah. for, for putting things See, on? I have two sinks in my bathroom. Yes. And... My wife's side is cluttered with stuff, and I see it kind of coming over to my side on many occasions. Well, that's unacceptable. Kinda, I have to kind of squeeze it back over a little bit. I think this is a too more much territory. Ex- no, this is a more extensive <laughs> problem than just the size of the vanity, really. Yeah, there, no, yeah, you're so right. They, they, she needs to put have, things down. Yes. Things have varied uh, <laughs> in the last 15 years. It's Yeah. So I'm sure you can find a uh, a top that will have two sinks that would fit. But then, of course, you've got all the plumbing work underneath that you've got to do some modifications too. People think that's really small. Is it? That's it, a small task. Yeah. No. 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 I always think of the the and the plumbing. At least the drain out of there is hard. You know, it's standard. Yeah, you can use the same steel. drain that's coming out of the out of the wall, but you right. still have to tie back into that that area. So you've got to redo the other plumbing to tie into that. So okay. you're redoing, you know, the existing sink to tie into the new sink to tie into the wall. 
Big deal, small deal, medium size? You need emergency valves, shutoff valves underneath. Uh, you know, it's it depends. That's an open-ended question. Okay. All right. But but yeah, it's going to be some work, and you need to be a licensed plumber technically to do that. Oh no, my my. Now, if it's your own house and no, you're doing it, no, I got it, a fella down the street. He'll charge me a hundred bucks. He'll come do that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Is that a wrong idea? If you get a water leak and it goes all over your house, yeah. then, you know. My insurance company, is, they is they're going like to look it. at it. And if they say, hey, you know, who did this, then he's not licensed, then it could fall back on you. Amen. We, we long before we did this show together, you and I, we, I say we, people of various skill sets and varying levels of skill put in a dishwasher in our house. Mm-hmm. Well, the dishwasher leaked, mm-hmm. and now underneath the sink is a collapsed piece of wood. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you you know what happens. Yep. You know what happens. Homeowners do things. Yep. There's a, one of those home improvement centers has got a slogan: "Yes, you can," or something like that. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, no. Sometimes you can't. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a phone call in just a moment about vanities and. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. Go ahead and call right now, 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Dave Alexander, along with Tim Ferruzzi, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, Websites are handyhelpers.com. And HighlandRoofingNC.com. Did you change the look of Highland uh, RoofingNC.com? You know, we're constantly uh, we are. Okay. We're constantly changing things. All right. I went there. I thought, oh, this is not him. Yeah. Oh, it is you. All well, right. yeah. If you went to that direct I website. Did. Okay. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Tanya and Clayton, we were talking about vanities, and Tanya's got a, got a question for us. Hi. How are you? Hey. Is this Dave? Yes. Yes, hey Dave. Hi, Tanya. Um, I just have a comment, really not a question. Oh my gosh. Um, you were you were talking about all of this wasted space in your vanity. Oh. Um, my comment is men and women look at that a little differently. My husband and I have yeah. been married now for twenty years. Yes. Every once in a while, someone will ask him, "What's the secret to marital bliss?" And he no. will say, <laughs> "He will." You know where I'm going? Don't yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will say, "Dual vanities in the bathroom." Yeah, and um, and and my point is this: um, when we were looking at houses, when we were relocating into this area. One of the things that I was al- always look at is how much counter space in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a dual sink, and how much counter space is there? Yes, women women have stuff, Dave. I do know. Women that. have a lot more stuff. I might have noticed that. Yeah. You know, we put out the moisturizers and the lotions and the yes. hairspray and yes. all the stuff that men don't use. And women think about stuff. I think, how much space is there going to be for, for me to spread open my makeup bag when I'm putting on the makeup in the morning? You know? Yeah. So this is kind of a... There's two sides to the issue, and I can guarantee you women will look at it differently than men. I think so, that... I, you're absolutely right, Tanya. And as we've said here before, there are two types of men. There's men who mow their lawn at 45-degree angles, right? Uh-huh. They're the engineers and the and the high-tech mechanics of the world, okay? Right. And then there's guys like me who just want to get it cut, okay? There are women who, and my wife is one of them, insist that the 
correct place for the toothpaste is in the drawer. Yeah. Okay. I'm right about that, by the way. <laughs> I grew up in a house where if you got the cap back on the toothpaste, uh-huh. you were considered to be very good. anal. You did good. Yeah. You were very good. You're. <laughs> oh, look at Dave. He's very detail-oriented. He found the cap yeah. and he put it back. Yeah. Uh, but you are absolutely right. My wife, on the other hand, is somebody who puts away her creams and lotions on the shelf I installed. Oh, okay. But she does need enough room for the curling iron and several other electronic devices I do not understand. Well, women need more, they've got more they stuff. Need, they need more yeah, space. Yeah. But if you had a four-foot vanity and you had two and a half feet of storage for women's stuff, you think that's good enough, Tanya? Yeah, yeah. I, but, but I it's would necessary. still want that second sink. Because you my would. husband's right, you know, I mean, it, it's hard getting ready in the morning when both of you are needing to use the sink. Yep, yep. And so if, if I saw a house that only had one sink and all that counter space, I would think, great, counter space. Yes. Golly, it needs another sink. It does need another sink. So what yeah. should we do, Tanya? Because we know <laughs> that women have an awful lot of authority in choosing what house we buy. Should, <laughs> well, should we go for the double vanity? I I think, yeah, I would. I would, because okay. giving a person enough space to get ready in the morning okay. really does go a long way towards maintaining peace and harmony. <laughs> Tanya, thank you for your advice about peace and harmony. We really do need it. Oh. All righty. It sounds like you all are a great match already, Dave. We're, we, all right. <laughs> Tanya, thank you. Thanks, Tanya. All right. Bye-bye. You know, my wife does. She has accepted the fact that I have two wives I have my radio wife, who I talk about on the radio, and I have her in real life. Yeah. So if I complain about my wife or complain about the house, she knows it's nothing against her. <laughs> nothing against her. So so we're talking about the vanities. Can we move to another area? What, sure, do, what do you sure. want to? Um, what do you want to install in my bathroom? Can well, I can well, I pull out that uh, people t- people like to put in new new toilets, water closets. Yeah. That's what a toilet is technically called as a water closet. Water closet. Water okay. closet. Um, but yeah, people want to change their toilets. They're looking to get the, the newest, maybe something that they don't have to flush three or four times, maybe one that doesn't clog as often, maybe something a little bit longer, a little bit taller, yeah. especially with the, the, uh, the boomers. I, yeah, baby boomers, anybody who's retirement or mm-hmm. age or beyond, mm-hmm. you absolutely need to get... A taller toilet, mm-hmm. and I don't want to exp- I don't want to go into the details on it. Well, your knees and everything. But, I mean, but your ch- extra two but inches. The, you don't have chairs that are that low. Yeah. Trust me, in your house, you don't have yeah. chairs that are that low. So why would you have a toilet yeah. seat that is that low? Right. Okay. All right. So we change that out. Yeah, change the toilet, and um, of course the wax ring. You want to do the wax ring when you do the toilet. Uh huh. And as we've said on other shows, you're better off paying a little extra and getting a. Spend the extra fifty bucks for the better toilet. You're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna be happier with it. There are differences. You're not. It's not. You're not saving money. Um, if buying you, a cheap toilet. Yeah, you're not saving money. You're actually. It's either pay me now or pay me later. And it's usually the ones that pay now mm-hmm. that actually end up saving the money in the long run. Well, the same person who buys an eighty-seven dollar toilet, which I'm assuming is about rock bottom for price. Yeah, that's what I've looked at, and it's, that's about mm-hmm. all right. Same person who buys that might also be the person who ignores the hissing sound for about a month yeah. 
And the hissing sound in a toilet is what? Is that water running? Well, yeah, that's uh, most likely that's the flapper that um, lets the water out uh-huh. into the actual bowl. Yeah. So if that corky flapper or flapper starts to leak, then obviously, and you hear it hissing every five minutes or 10 minutes, yep. then you're losing gallons and gallons and gallons of water. Which so we pay you, for. Right. So when you see your, your water bill, you freak out. Right. Okay. So again, pay me now, pay mm-hmm. me later. Yep. Uh, I keep hearing about Europeans and Japanese having the best toilets ever. Mm-hmm. Do, can I get a high tech uh, seat warmed? I'm sure. Um, you, yeah. I mean, flush when I walk fact, away, kind of thing. There was a recent movie out that was kind of a funny movie that uh, had some real high tech toilets on. I forgot the name of the movie, but it's uh, it was funny. But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of toilets, but it just depends on how much you're willing to spend. Okay. You know, if you're willing to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, I'm sure some of those toilets are six, seven, eight hundred dollars. I had somebody come in here and talk about um, bathroom flooring. They floated the idea, I like this idea, that the bathrooms pra- should practically be waterproof. You can make a significant greater area waterproof than just well, yeah, back the shower the, area. Back in the day, all the bathrooms were waterproof everywhere. They are tile everywhere. When they, when they built the houses in the 30s and 40s and 50s, the bathrooms were totally waterproof mm-hmm. everywhere. And we've gotten away from that. We've used hardwood floors. Right. Which is a no-no in my opinion. And there's a lot of houses with them, but um, that's not a good. It's not a good hygiene scenario. Um, and then, um, you know, not putting tile on the walls. Right. Drywall, and so yeah, it's important to have your bathroom as waterproof as possible, because of the air, the moisture in the air, humidity. All right, that's another thing. I don't switch on that switch very often. I don't think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. I just leave the. But but there's a vent somewhere in my house from the top of the bathroom, every I bath, think, to outside. Every bathroom has to have either a window or an exhaust vent by code. Okay. So if you don't have an exhaust vent, your bathroom is supposed to have a window. Well, most people don't open their windows in their bathroom, so I, I think that yeah. that's an antiquated rule. It should be, you should always have an exhaust vent. When I use the shower, yeah, that fan runs for... The entire time I'm taking a shower, and I'll let it run another 10 minutes. In fact, I've got a 90 CFM. Um, was it 90 or is it 190? <laughs> it's pretty it's 90 it's, CFM. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> circulation, uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> um, per minute. Turn it on. Yeah. Three seconds later, your air conditioner kicks on because all the hair, air in your house is gone. So if you see your wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to leave it on long. No, no, no. But, um, you know, the better the exhaust, but you see these people buy $30 exhaust fans and, yeah. and they wonder why they're having issues and they don't even turn them on. Right. You know, my philosophy is you should almost have the light switch and the fan on the same switch so they both uh-huh. come on and you just keep it on for another 10 minutes after you're done. And that moisture, now my, my bathroom is not on the edge of the house. It's kind of buried in between two mm-hmm. rooms. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's venting quickly to the outside. I think mm-hmm. it goes through a closet before it vents to the outside. Mm-hmm. What co- what am I supposed to vent through? Is there a hard plastic PVC tube there? Most, or is it some soft Yeah, thing? most of it's soft accordion type stuff where you can 
almost play like accordion, you know, like the slinky. Yeah, stuff. oh, I know what it is. Slinky yeah, it's stuff, a yeah. slinky with yeah. so with some material around yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And imagine 15 years inside of a wall, insulation, framing members, yeah. expansion and contraction material. Imagine what's going on in that cavity. Probably some rips and tears and yep. uh, so I can I, I can we tell the story in the probably the the second half hour here. We we now have we t- <laughs> we turned on the dryer the other day. That was our mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, we put some things in the dryer, turn it on, and I look outside or I, I look toward the windows. Mm-hmm. The whole sliding glass window is fogged up. Mm-hmm. The f- other side of the kitchen, it's all fogged up. Mm-hmm. Why is it all fogged up? It's because in the house. because it's blown in the house. The dryer is venting to the house. Yeah. Okay, so that's a project. I'm going to ask you some specific questions about that. Mm -hmm. It's off the topic of bathrooms, but we're going to take up other areas of the bathroom also. All right. Making your home great, or as I like to think of it, making my home great by getting Tim to figure out what's wrong with my house. Uh, Making your home great is on this station. Congratulations for finding us. News Radio 680 WPTF. Join in and call and talk with us. 919 860 9783. I'm all choked up. What a great show. Thanks. Thanks for being here. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF is the home of making your home great every Saturday from 2 until 4. Telephone number here 919 8 Six zero nine seven eight three. I have to check actually two forecast uh, groups to to gather all the information. First of all, our AccuWeather forecast does call for a heavy thunderstorm or perhaps two scattered around this afternoon. Uh, high temperature near eighty eight. We're there now. Overnight low seventy. Then for Sunday, partly sunny, less humid. Thank goodness, and a high near eighty six. And Monday, sunny and 83. National Weather Service has not issued really watches or warnings, but they put up a special weather statement, and that statement indicates that there is a possibility for that severe weather. Farther to the south of us, a greater chance, but uh, for tonight, up to a 60% chance of some thunderstorm activity. And yes, there could be some hail along with that. Right now, checking the AccuWeather's temperature, 87, with a real feel of 97 because of the humidity. Telephone number 919-860-9783. And the uh, program includes an opportunity for you to ask a certified, guaranteed expert on your home. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Unless, of course, he's left the room to wash his hands. And that's just something that happened. But he's back. Thank goodness. I was just going to ask myself questions about my home, Tim. All right, he's back. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I was going to, you know. I, I, you've been doing this so long you could probably uh, answer them. You know, some of them I can answer because I know the wrong things to do. I've done them. You've learned. I have done these things and I have learned. I have learned that it's better to buy a stud finder. Mm-hmm. than to just go by ear. Yep. Although I'll bet you, you could probably walk by a wall, knock on the wall, and find yourself a, a two-by-four. Generally, yes. All right. I find them on the third hole. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the fourth hole. So any picture in my house, if you just c- take it off the wall, uh-huh. you will find at least three other holes. Yeah. 
That's why the picture's there. In fact, we've hung pictures for the specific purpose of ha- of hiding the holes already existing in the hole. <laughs> so yes, you're right. Dot in Johnston County, thank you for waiting. You are on Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. Hi, Dot. Hi. Um, I have, uh, um, I'd love to talk with you about uh, a few items. I had this um, uh, Duke Progress to come out and tell me how to improve my uh, uh, energy. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like uh, insulating the pull-down attic and then a pipe that runs to the vents up in the attic. And, and uh, yeah, I, he suggested a new wraparound for the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to talk with you about uh, updating my commode in the bathroom. Well, yeah, we'd be happy to come out and take a look at anything you have. Those audit reports that the utility companies do, they're, uh, they're spot on, and he's right about the water heater. If you have a water heater in an attic. Uh, well, it, it's downstairs. Oh, it's downstairs, and it's in a closet? or Underneath the uh, unexcavated portion of the house. Oh, in the crawl space, okay. Yeah, the crawl space. Yeah, so typically when you have a water heater in an unconditioned area, like in a crawl space or in an attic, Obviously, it's closer to the temperatures uh, of what's outside, and uh, the water heater is heating water. So when it's in a cold environment like that, then it just has to continually heat the water. So the water heater should have a jacket put on it when it's in an attic well, or a crawl space. Well, he said this one needs replacing. Oh, the water heater does? Well, no, the wrap the, around The jacket. Okay, so it already has one. It just needs a new one. And that's true because we've talked in the show previously about replacing your insulation under your house and in your attic on occasion just because it's not going to last forever it gets you know constant moisture issues and it well, eventually he, he didn't really take a good look up in the attic really yeah he stood there on the stairway and just looked you know yeah um <laughs> so i don't know how good a job he did but well his last job was with uh, government so dot i we understand he didn't want to get too far deep into it, but but he well, came he, up with some good suggestions. But if he's been doing it a while, he can yeah. look at from inside on the ceilings and see what kind of lights you have. Well, in, while in you were here, yeah. uh, I'd have you look at that again. Yeah. My husband had some insulation put in, I would say, 25 years ago. Yeah. So the comment about the insulation and the water jacket, the, the, the uh, insulation jacket for the uh, water heater, the reason I was... Comparing the two is because that insulation jacket has got insulation in it, and it does eventually go bad. So, But, yeah, I'd be happy to come take a look. Uh, you can call us up at 919-676-5969, and I can um, you know, look at your report and, and uh, give you some estimates on what it's going to take to fix those things in your home. And you can also find us at our website, handyhelpers.com. Well, okay, I'll I'll give you uh, your number a call. Did you have any other questions on the air? Well, that was the main thing. I thought while you were here, sure. I'd, I'd update this um, commode in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yep, no problem. It's been here quite a while. Yep. You know, sometimes people, I've gone in where someone has just bought a house. Yeah. And um, they want all the toilets in the house replaced just because someone else used to sit on them and they want to oh, want, want a new toilet. Oh, man, oh, man. 
God, can you imagine that? That's picky. That doesn't cross my mind, but I've seen people do it. Doesn't. Well, now I'm thinking about it. I'm probably going to have them all taken out. <laughs> God, thank you for the phone call. Well, thank you. You have a very good program. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dot. Tell your neighbors about us. All right. That's a good idea. Have the power company go out, take a look at things, and assess what might need to be done. At least it gradually gets you thinking into the idea of yeah. insulation does have a lot a lifetime. I mean, insulation has a... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's got a moisture barrier on it. And th- well, think about it. If insulation, fiberglass insulation, if it gets wet... Yes. It's officially supposed to be no good. Okay, yeah. So yeah. if it's sitting in your crawl space or your attic where there's moisture all the time... Yeah. ...then it goes bad. And the look of it physically is totally different after... nothing to do with it. it right. Nothing to do with it? Nothing okay. With it. But after about 15, 20 years up there... Well, under the house, to give you an example, yeah. you'll notice because you'll get spores all over it. Yeah. Debris. It'll start hanging, drabbling. You know, yeah, that's yeah. not the right word, but, you know, just hanging down. No, just pretend it's the right terrible. word. Looking yeah. terrible. And uh, so, you pull it out and replace it. Okay. And it's not a, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not it's, a... It's not a fun job. It's not... Okay. It's not a fun job. But here's the thing, Tim. You're going to do it. I'm not going gonna to do it. it. We're going to do it. See, this is the thing. I've talked to we my wife last about... week. I talked to my wife about all these projects around the house, and she identifies something, and I say, "Hun, you know, yeah, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. She says, Dave, you're not going to do it. Yeah. We're bringing professionals in. Mm-hmm. She's seen my work. Yeah. So she knows Well, that you're good at what you do. It's just not... Home repair. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. We all specialize in. We we hopefully do, <laughs> yes. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Dot did a great job. You could too. 919-860-9783. Second hour of this radio program. We're talking electricity. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric. And of course, between now and you know four o'clock, we also have Tim Feruzzi, Handy Helpers, Highland Residential Roofing, and for good or not, uh, you've got me, Dave Alexander. AccuWeather forecast coming up in just a few moments, and we're going to continue our conversation about bathrooms. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast. Sunshine clouds, awfully humid, and high in the 80s. Overnight low tonight in the 70s with a possibility of a heavy thunderstorm. Uh, For Sunday, uh, less humid, less chance of a thunderstorm or any rain, sunshine and clouds. And then Monday, pretty similar, sunshine, clouds, and 83. Right now it's 87, feels like 97, News Radio 680, WPTF. Dave Alexander along with Tim Ferruzzi and Robert in Fuquay. Robert, what's going on? Hi, uh, hi, Dave. Uh, I had a question for Tim. This is concerning my son who wants to do one of them quick bathroom remodels where they basically put in like a sleeve over the tub and stuff and new faucets. And I wondered, I I was trying to steer my son away from that. I just wondered what Tim thought of those. And then I had a comment after that. Well, you know, I've uh, I've talked to people and they seem really, uh, they seem to really like it. Um, so I, I don't know that I have uh, many bad things to say about it. I have gone in and, and taken some of those out 
for a variety of reasons, not because it was a bad job, but just because people wanted to change the things. But uh, it, it seems like you can save money doing that, but I think that also, again, you end up opening up cans of worms because of the way things adjoin, so it, it ends up becoming a bigger job. Yeah, ends up becoming a bigger job than what you think initially when you get the initial, hey, I can do this for this amount of money, but then yeah. it turns into more. Can I back everybody up, Robert and Tim, and say, all right, I suppose I want this kind of thing done. Do I just need to know the dimensions of my tub and then it goes in or or and i you know i order away for something or do they measure the thing yeah, you measure they with a laser in and they make something specifically for my bathtub i was under the assumption they measure it and it's kind of like them uh floor mats for cars that yeah. are right measured right tim could probably tell more yeah it's like uh, you know in the pickup trucks we used to get the uh the things in the back that would fit and fit in so they would they have these templates that right. say there's 30 different types of tubs right on the average then they've they go out and measure take looks and then they say okay well yours is going to be an a3 yeah and okay. this is the surround you need they pull it off yeah. the shelf and you yeah. can yeah. you can put that on yeah. Yeah. is it a hard job tim from your perspective doing that putting it in well, we don't do that. That's okay. uh, these guys have kind of a, a monopoly on that market. Okay. So those are certain companies you see them advertised. Uh, so I don't really have anything bad to say about them. Um, people really but seem to love the idea. Me, would you steer my boy against that? Because that's what I'm trying to do. Well, um, I don't do them. I usually just take the tub out and put a new tub in a new surround, and I think it's just as. Uh, uh, just as easy, quite frankly. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, you're dad, so you're the one that's going to be able to talk them into it or talk them out of it. I really, that's what I was trying to get your opinion on, if if I should. Yeah. He thinks, because they say they can get the job done in like two days. Two days, this right. This and that. Right, right, right. And is their price pretty good? Robert. Uh, he said so. Yeah. What, what, can you share it with us? Uh, it was like 10000 or 8000 something like that. Yeah. I could take out the tub, put in a new tub and a new surround and a variety of other things for that amount of money. With the uh, faucets and everything? Yes, for for less. That's what I was getting Yeah, at, yeah they got so. they got kind of a, they have a little bit of a racket going on. It's it's, it's interesting. That's eight to $10,000. Yeah, you would think it would be more like 2500 to 3500 range. Oh, no. It's yeah. more than that. To, to put something on top of something else, yep. removing nothing, I don't have any demolition. I'm just putting something in place, assembling something I've assembled 10,000 times before, yep. right? Because yep. that's all I do for a living. Well, yes, claim, I would their, expect their, it. Their claim to fame is we're in and out in a day or two versus the bathroom remodel that we have to rip this out and rip that out yeah. and do this. Yeah, okay. Robert, I think we asked an, one question um, too many. Uh, <laughs> we okay. got the truth with that last we, question. I got the truth. Yeah. I'm going to tell my boy not to do it. Have him call Tim. Have him call Tim. Uh, well, unfortunately, he lives in Minnesota, but still good advice. Yeah, get, right. get other opinions from... And, uh, and Dave, I had a uh, oh. comment about your uh, yes. lightning story. Okay, Robert... As it turns out, Chris Conrad from CMC Electric is is with us. Tim, just Chris, just don't worry about the microphone. Don't worry about the. Just I'm going to relay the story to you, Robert. Tell me. 
Okay, when I was five years old, remember I'm an old man now, but when I was five years old, my dad was shaving in the bathroom 6 a.m. in the morning, and a lightning bolt came in through the bathroom window, through the screen, it hit the faucet, it hit his belt buckle, hit his wristwatch, ruined his wristwatch, by the way. So uh, all I'm going to comment is, in our house, Dave, we were not allowed to use any water, no shower, and no telephone during lightning. All right, Robert, thank you very much. You're welcome, and and I appreciate the show. Thanks for having me. All right, yes, take sir. care. Thanks. First-hand experience there. First-hand experience. So, so Chris, uh, Chris is an electrician. This is um, uh, Chris Conrad from CMC Electric. He's our second-hour guest, but he's he's here now. Chris, tell me, does that sound logical? <laughs> uh, Come on, man, it's your wire. Yeah, yeah, I well, guess it's logical. Wired it were what. Plumbed and copper back then, right? Uh, All right, I'll, I'll tell you what. Here's the question. Do you work during an electrical storm? Uh, no, okay. I don't. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. All right, but what did you ask about the wiring? No, uh, the plumbing systems back then were all done in copper. He said he was five years old, so that probably was 40, 50 years ago. So, you know, those houses back then were, were all plumbed in copper, and I don't know if they grounded I know they're now they're very there yeah we we come across a lot of older homes that uh have no grounding system in them even in the uh the small circuits inside the home for the receptacles right. and uh not just the main grounding uh we we find houses that have yeah. no main grounding system but even on the load side inside the home for those receptacles So what that means so that people that may not understand is so if the if the house is not grounded or the plumbing system's not grounded as well, then the lightning instead of going into the ground runs through the house? Uh, yes. At the same time, with lightning, it is it is truly so powerful, it really does whatever it wants to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, it, does it help to, that your house is grounding? Yeah, yes, of course it does. But uh, ultimately, it can do what it wants to do. Mm -hmm. right, that's Chris Conrad. He's our second-hour guest, but, of course, everything just sort of, you know, blends in together. When we got an electrical question, we're going to call Chris, whether it's during the show or not. What's coming up in the next couple of, of weeks here, Tim? Yeah, so uh, just to tell you guys, the next uh, several Saturdays, we've got 10 more weeks planned out already. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about fire protection. Oh, good. Uh, then the week after, we'll talk about roof choices. And then gutters uh, another Saturday after that, and then preventive maintenance on your home. And, of course, we've got many more planned, but we won't mention them all now because you won't remember them. But, uh, and we do do promos during the week yeah. talking about what's coming up that, this particular Saturday. And I hours. hope that I can emphasize to everybody that even if we're talking next week, what, fire prevention yeah. and suppression? We're open to everything. We're open to everything that that might come up, including electrical questions. Of course, neither one of us know all that much about right. electrical stuff, but that's all right. We'll call Chris. Electricity we'll, scares me. We'll drag him in, you know. <laughs> but if you've got an electrical, a residential electrical question or even a commercial electrical question, please do call anytime between now and 4 o'clock. Chris is in the studio. We can wake him up and we'll get him get him to, <laughs> I mean I, I didn't mean that we'll, we'll get him near a microphone and we'll we'll get the answer to that telephone number here is 919-860-9783 I've got a call coming in 
But what else have we not talked about in the bathroom that you want to talk about? Well, um, handrails. People need to add yep. handrails around their uh, their toilets, commodes, and in their showers and, t- and uh, tub areas. So yep. we do that. Um, and there's certain ways that should be done and certain types that should be done. Um, again, wallpaper versus painting, different types of flooring. We just took out a hardwood floor in one client's house and put in some luxury vinyl tile in place yeah. of that and yeah. uh, change their toilet. So uh, there's some basic things you can do, like Dot mentioned earlier, where she just wants to change her toilet. And, mm-hmm. um, and then, or you can just go all out and, and pull out the tub, shower, pull out the... the and, and again, we talked about on a previous occasion where we can take a tub and do a cutout in the tub yeah. and turn it into a walk-in shower without having to spend all the money pulling out yes. that tub. Done. And, and we do that. Don in North Raleigh. Hi, Don. Yes, I uh, appreciate your show every Saturday. And uh, I just got through more in the grass, heard just a little bit of comment about the white and the grounding. Yes. Very quickly, prior to the 1978 National Electrical Code, and a lot of the homes had copper plumbing. So the code only required us to go to the copper plumbing. If we got 10 feet or more of uh, copper or galvanized in the earth, that is a ground and electrode. So we're tied to that. Yeah. Now, because people were changing over to plastic-type plumbing and also interrupting the grounding system by putting a non-metallic enclosure for a water filter or something like that, we lost our connection to earth, which we're talking about ground. Mm-hmm. So the 1978 code, 250.53 comes along, and we have to start supplementing the water pipe. So even if we have a water pipe, we have to supplement that. And the least expensive way in most cases would to supplement that with the 8-foot, 5-8 galvanized ground rod. So since the 1978 code, if you go to the water pipe and you do it this metal, then you still have to supplement that with the ground rod. Now, what we use now is PVC or PEX or different types of metallic plumbing supply line. So yes. we had no existing electrodes, so we drive a couple of ground rods, yes. and that's our ground and electrode system. And Don, we've got to go for this hour, okay. but thank you for listening Thanks, and Don. providing that information. You're absolutely right. Sure, we see, we switched to uh, non-metallic water pipes. Yeah. All right. Next hour, we're talking electrical and anything you want to talk about on making your home great. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric here in just a few moments. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great every Saturday from 2 until 4. We are uh, we are here to chew gum and make your home great. We're all out of gum. 87 degrees, sunshine, clouds, maybe a thunderstorm today. Less humid tomorrow. Right now it's 87. Feels like 97. News Radio 680 WPTF. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric has already helped us out talking about stuff. Chris, how are you? Oh, doing well. Thanks, Good. Dave. Good to have you in. How long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been in business for 12 years, and I've been doing it for uh, personally uh, for uh, 18. 18 years. Yeah. Okay, so uh, how did you get started? Uh, well, I had bills to pay. 
So Amen. That, yes, that, uh, <laughs> that explains radio. That explains roofing. That explains everything else. All right, very good. No, I got. I, I went right. straight. I went straight from high school, and uh, I learned the trade uh, locally. Uh, actually in Johnston County yeah. uh, with someone who became a good friend of mine. It taught me a lot and just went from there. Is it all residential now or do you do residential and commercial? We do residential and commercial, primarily residential. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commercial work that we do is uh, service, uh, troubleshooting, mm-hmm. diagnosing, and uh, we, we do commercial installs, but on a smaller or lighter scale. Okay. Yeah. And you'll come out to repair a problem that I'm having with my electrical. Yes, any, any problem, uh, no matter how small it is, because, uh, you know, especially with electrical, e- even when you think it's something small, it, yeah. it could actually be fairly large. So uh, we, we want to come out for anything and everything. So what's your standard, uh, your average call? Is it putting up floodlights? Is it uh, an outlet, two outlets aren't working? What, what's your typical service call? Uh, that's a good question because electrical is just everywhere in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a gambit of it here, but, uh, appliances don't work kind of thing. Or? Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is troubleshooting and diagnosing. Uh, we get calls, you know, my lights aren't working, uh, yeah. power in this part of the house is, is spotty. Um, I've heard it all, really. I've got popping sounds coming from receptacles, uh, and then to the installation, uh, recess lighting, updating lighting in uh, my kitchen, bathroom. Uh, so just everything, really everything. Yeah, yeah. And your website, am I correct? Is CMC Electrical dot com? Yes, sir. All right, that's yes, good. Good looking website. Good a lot. You know, a lot of information Thank there. Thank you. Um, and and you want information about Chris off the air? What's the telephone number we can call you, Chris? Uh, it's nine one nine. Yep. Two nine one. Yep. Zero nine eight nine. Zero nine eight nine. Nine one nine two nine one zero nine eight nine. Or you just call up this number now. You get you yeah. know not so much a free estimate, but lots of free advice. <laughs> That's right. Nine one nine eight six zero. Nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. So we had in my house a funny thing. I, I think it was underbuilt from an electrical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I had to finish off the the bonus room, which I did in a way that I will never show Tim <laughs> because it's my work. Okay, and it's it's uh, interesting. Every time I turned on the air conditioner in the window and the saw. Yeah. Shut down totally. Yeah, well, I would imagine so. Is that uh, normal? That, yeah, probably pretty normal. Okay. You, you've got the air conditioner, which is going to uh, draw a bit of electricity. Yeah. And then, of course, the saw, uh, especially uh, initially when you're turning that saw on. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that, that means – actually, that's a good thing. That means is that, it? That means that the breaker at, at your home – uh, is doing its job, and it's turning off when it's supposed to turn off. So it, if it didn't turn off, that's when yeah. you'd really have a problem because you, that conductor, that wire, yeah. uh, is going to be allowed to just pull too much, uh, which causes heat, which causes fire. So what that means is don't go keep flipping your breaker. Yeah, don't. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, no, I, what I did. Or plug into something else. Yeah. I had a choice. 
I could run one appliance or the other. <laughs> yeah. All right? Not both at well, the same time. The, yeah. Why are you running the saw and the air conditioning at the same time? Because the, I had an unfinished had room. You saw. I was I was I had oh, okay. it on the unfinished room. You're working I had up the there. table okay. saw up there, the skill saw up <laughs> yeah. there. And I'm trying not to die because the air conditioning's not cooked yeah. up to that room. So I mean I that's well, as long me. as you're cutting straight and not binding up your saw, you might be okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you are kidding. Because I never cut straight. Okay? I never cut straight and they call me lightning with a hammer. You know why? Because I never hit the same spot twice. Okay. All right, here's the thing, Chris. Eventually, you could wiggle a cord and shut off the lights. Wiggle a three-prong electrical cord leading to a computer mm-hmm. or whatever and shut off the lights, pull the breaker, or actually dim them. Is that an emergency call? Uh, explain a little further, Dave. All right. All right. If, if you're so, wiggling a cord, yeah, give me an example. Yeah, the cord is plugged into the... Into the outlet. Okay. I reach near the outlet and I wiggle. I just move it. I plug it in and then my hand hits the cord and the lights go off. This is a problem. You would need to to call us. I need to call you? You need to call us. uh, I've been letting it go for 10 years, man. This is is not a problem. (laughs) What's the worst case scenario at that point? I've worn something out, haven't I? Uh, well, very possibly. Uh, inside of that receptacle, the terminals, uh, well, the the wire coming into the terminals uh, is connected, you know, by pressure connection. And, uh, and with any conductor, you have expansion and contraction. Yeah. And, of course, over time, uh, that can uh, loosen that pressure connector and okay. – uh, Things like that happen, and yeah. uh, also things like arcing starts to happen. And that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It was arcing. And that's when you start, you know, seeing big problems. Uh, we, we see that. That's how far I, outside, I would say we see that every day. If the inside, no, if the outside of an outlet starts to look like the inside of a toaster <laughs> or a toaster oven. You have a big problem, and, a big I, problem. and I see those all the time. I have uh, our guys come into the shop uh, and, and always like to, to bring their trophy. Little you know, contest, that's, yeah. yeah, they're like, check this out. Uh, and it's just burnt to a crisp. And a lot of the scariest thing, though, is that usually when they bring that in and they show me yeah. – uh, from the outside, you never would really know what was going on, and and that's scary to be in your home with your your family and your you know. It's, I've seen it. Yeah, it's I've very, seen it very in my scary. home with a yeah. air uh, a uh, air exchanger in an attic yeah. that we had hooked up, uh-huh. and and when we opened the box up, there was some of that going. Oh on. yeah, it was very yeah. scary. Well, arcing is scary, and that's yeah. you know that's uh, uh, well, luckily for us, and that it keeps happens, us paying ha- our bills. But. And, and what causes arcing? Is it the wires are loose from one another? Or uh, t- typically close? loose connection. Mm-hmm. Typically loose connection because, uh, you know, current is, is going to flow. As long as there's somewhat of a connection, that current's going to be trying to flow. Mm-hmm. And when it does, it produces heat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the that heat, well— that we talked about the situation earlier, your breaker yeah. was doing its job. Yeah. Well, the breaker doesn't pick up that heat that's been caused by arcing, and so so at the breaker can't do its job at that point. It right. thinks it is, but it's not, and uh, that's what causes so many house fires. Yeah. Yeah. See, artificial intelligence does not work. No, no. not all the time with breakers, and ni- and neither does really cheap installed. 
outlets. Okay, now, now, I'm just here to tell you that. So let's talk about. Uh, well, we'll come back. A ground fault interrupter breakers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, ground fault circuit interrupters. GFCI. GFCI. I hate G- those guys. Everybody says GFI. But or, you can get breakers, not just the outlets, but you can get breakers that are. That way as well, right? Uh, you can. Also, uh, what a lot of people have heard about now are arc fault breakers. Oh, okay. And uh, there's some similarity there, and they're they're required by code now. So, okay. Yeah. On everything? Uh, not on everything. On your On primarily your lighting and receptacle circuits in a home. Okay. Uh, they are required to be arc fault protected, which do help with that issue we oh, just talked about. we just about. talked about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to find out whether I should have hit that little tiny button on the outlet more than a hundred times over the last ten years. <laughs> should that should that have told me that something else was was going on? I don't know. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We are going to make your home great, or safe, and a lot more. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric with us. Also Tim Ferruzzi, Tim from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We are on until four, but we'd love your phone calls now. 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, the AccuWeather forecast on making your home great. Includes sunshine clouds and uh, thick, humid weather, at least for tonight. High near 88 today, overnight low 70, and then by tomorrow, partly sunny, less humid, 86 is your high. Right now we are at 87, but the real feel is 97, and we are running the air conditioner high and warming up the wires inside the house. Wayne in Timberlake. Wayne, how are you? Fine. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. You are on with Chris Conrad of CMC Electric and Tim Ferruzzi. Tim, of course, from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Wayne, what's uh, up? Oh, uh, well, I actually have some grout in uh, three bathrooms I need replaced. And I was just wondering, I mean, does Tim do that work or the grout doctor, are they better at it? I'm just trying to get... Somebody good to put epoxy grout back in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we do that. I mean, we don't do it every day. So, you know, grout medic or grout doctor or those guys doing that every day, they probably would be better at it. Um, but okay. uh, it's not rocket science. It's just a, a, a matter of cleaning and scraping out and grinding out and, and making sure you have the right thicknesses. Um, but any of us should be able to help you. Wayne, I'm going to I'm going to give Tim an opportunity to give his telephone number to you. Are you anywhere, Wayne, that you can write this down? Yeah, let me pick, pick uh, pencil. That's a good idea. <laughs> then right after that, I'm going to give you Bruce Lane's number at Grout Medic. And uh, go ahead, Tim. Yep, it's uh, 919-676-5969. Yeah, 676 and if, okay. you're, if you're computer savvy, you can find us at handyhelpersremodel.com. Okay. And the Grout Medic is at 919-357-3145. And tell Bruce, that's Bruce Lane, that, uh, that, uh, that we sent you. Okay. All right? I'll do it. Thanks I a lot. It. 
Every time you say Bruce Lane, I think of uh, yeah, it's Superman. You think it's right. Superman. It's, it's yeah. in some way he's got a secret character. Yeah, yeah, Batman what? is Superman, Bat. right? Yeah. Combination. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bruce is it? Uh, that's uh, we'll Batman. Off topic right? here. <laughs> I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Lord, Bruce, Lois Lane. No, no. Here's what it Bruce is. Bruce Lane. No, Bruce Wayne you, and Lois Lane. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. But would the but Batman guy is Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. This is Bruce Lane. <laughs> and Lois Lane. Okay, all right. So it's Bruce Lane. I, I think of Superman. CMC Electric will do ceiling <laughs> fan installation. You'll do it properly? We will. Because I did mine. Yeah, we will. All right. We, we, fix, we fix a lot hey, of them. You do a lot there. of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. You know, so that I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. But when we moved into the house, we said, look at this. We got all these lights, but we need the kids to have fans. We put. We went in. We bought some $20 fans, we put them in, Yeah. and I'll tell you where, no, those little caps, you twist the wires together. The wire nuts. Wait a minute. You turn the power off first. There you go. Then you twist the wires yeah. together. Then you twist the cap on. Yeah. I couldn't get those caps to stay on for the, li life of me. You can actually do that? We can, uh, yeah. but, you know, you, you're talking about ceiling fans, yeah. and so when, when you went to buy those fans and you brought them home and yes. you start assembling them and- yep. And you got your ladder out, and, and you put it up in the kids' bedrooms, yep. you know, where your kids sleep. Mm -hmm. You took the light down, and you hung this ceiling fan. Yes. And and what kind of box did you hang it on, Dave? Uh, there was already some sort of thing there. And, and what was it? Enough. Was it rated for uh, support of a, a, a moving fixture? Well, if it was a twenty dollars fan, it probably was okay because that could <laughs> have been that. It big. wasn't very heavy, was it? <laughs> I mean, yes. I have to admit, when they turn it on high, the entire room has sort of a harmonic hum from the from the two by fours rattling around. Well, I, I brought that up okay, because yeah, I, we we see that all the time mm -hmm. and. Uh, and and some people almost are even taken back when we tell them what's proper uh, because they just don't they don't know don't uh, yeah. you know they they and, and a lot of times we even take ceiling fans down uh, in people's homes and to yeah. and replace them with new and uh, we realize that there's not a fan rated support box in the ceiling and they say well that fan was here for ten years and there was no problem. And, and you don't you know, like hearing that? Yeah, I, I, hear that. I know. It, yeah, it's been like that for thirty years. I've never had a problem. Well, we respond. We we yeah. tell them. We say, you know, we could hang this fan on the same box, and and you could have not have a problem for another ten years. But uh, we can't do it legally per code. Right. Sign this uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and we've just seen so many problems. We wouldn't do that. But. Right. Uh, we can install a box that's rated for the support of that fan relatively easy. Yeah. So it's so, not a huge so deal. Let me ask you. So the new code when you're when they're building a brand new house, mm -hmm. those boxes that are installed in bedroom ceilings are mm -hmm. they automatically? No, they're rated? not. They're okay. they're not automatically. We do a lot of uh, new home construction mm -hmm. and. Uh, it depends on the builder mm. as to what they spec, mm. but a lot of times we will pre-wire for ceiling fans in most of the bedrooms, yeah. even if we don't hang them. So if you were to go out right now and buy a new house, yeah. now the builder should let you know, hey, th this is rated. If you guys want to get some ceiling fans, you can hang them in the kids' bedrooms uh, whenever you'd like to. Uh, but yeah. they should be able to tell you. And uh, But you're doing it automatically whether they're asking for it or not just because you're – Well, we only do it if we get paid for it. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is are they, are there's a big price difference between that regular it's box? Not a, okay. it, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. No. This is among the 150 cheap things that happened in houses 
every day. I mean, are we, talking, me are we talking a $2 difference? Um, no, we're typically talking a $50 difference. Per really? box. Yeah, yeah. New construction versus the so, – so the box in the ceiling would normally a, cost how much? A regular box? Uh, $20. You're telling me that the other one is $70 for that one box? No, I'm saying uh, from going from just a light fixture yeah. to a support. No, no, but in – in, in, in a new construction scenario, uh-huh. when you put in a, a, a light-rated box versus an, a ceiling fi- fire ra- or ceiling fan-rated box, what's yeah. the price difference in that actual box? Oh, and just the box yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, is it $2, $3? No, the light box is typically – or the fan box would cost you more uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to $20 more. Okay, yeah. which isn't a lot. No, yeah. no, it's not. But well, I guess see. if you have five rooms – the builder says, "Well, that's eighty bucks. I'll put it in my pocket." Oh, sure, it, can, it happens. Yeah, I'm still doing that math. Yeah, twenty times five is a hundred. It's a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a hundred. That's that's nothing. Yeah, oh, sure. My house cost well, thousands. and well, and here's the thing: when when Dave, yes. if, if we come to your house and put new fans up, yeah. it, it will cost a lot more at that point to retrofit. That mm-hmm. fan yeah, box. Absolutely. That makes so, sense. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, All right. Yeah. You'll also do landscape lighting, of course, outlet repair. Yep. And generator installation. We do. We install a lot of uh, whole house generators. We are an authorized Generac uh, dealer, uh, Briggs and Stratton dealer as well. And uh, we, we specialize in whole house backup. So, uh, you know, within within seconds of a power outage, yeah, everything is back available to you. So you don't lose any ice cream, you don't lose any nope. steaks from the freezer, nope, because it pops right back. As long as, you have right. Pro, as long as you have propane, yeah. Well, natural either natural, yeah, yeah. that's right. Natural yeah. gas or propane. Yeah. So if you're oh, out of that, you. then you're out of luck. Now, <laughs> yeah. is this generator? As long as you have gas, you're good. Is yeah. the generator? In the garage? Is it no. in a shed? No. We, is it outside? It's outside. It's kind of going to be a fixture just like an air conditioner is at yeah. your house. Yeah. Um, now, typically wider, but... Uh, but it's a box. It is. It's a yeah. box. Well, it's a gro- box with an engine. All the grocery stores have them, but they're huge, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You just drive sure. around the grocery go, store and look around. Go around Food Line. You'll see the super big version. Half the size of this room. Yeah. Very good. All right. More on electricity. And electrical service, CMC Electric's uh, Chris Conrad with Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander making your home great. Call us up, 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, the AccuWeather forecast on making your home great. It's warmed up just a little bit, but boy, it feels terrible outside. I'm sorry, it does. High near 88, overnight low near 70, and right now it's 88 degrees with a real feel of 105. It was gorgeous this morning, though. Oh, uh, was 8, it really? 30 with that breeze. Yeah, wow, it was you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right, it was. Gorgeous. Making your home great this uh, weekend, we're talking about electricity and electrical systems and CMC Electrics. Chris Conrad is here. We're still talking. I always still want to follow up on generators because yeah. you know it's it the kind of thing where we're heading into that season. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose power because there's going to be a hurricane coming through. That's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What 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 kind of 
generator are we talking about? How big is this, and how expensive is this project? Well, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes, and uh, ranging from um, so what we call select circuit backup, yeah. which means uh, if you said, hey, you know, I want my home office to uh, be backed up, I want the lighting in my living room, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, we don't have to do a whole house option, yeah. uh, and we can and go with a, a smaller generator. Uh, they even come in sizes now as small as, you know, the portable generators you go pick up from Lowe's, but yeah. for an automatic solution. Yeah. So when power goes out, you're not, you know, out there ripping that cord to try to get it to start and right. doing, you know, going through all that. Uh, it's set up for automatic function. Okay, so say I have a 3,500-square-foot house. Yeah. And I don't want to miss a beat. I yep. want everything running. I don't want to have any issues. I don't want to uh, monitor anything or ration anything. What's that roughly, roughly going to cost if the house is 15 years old or less? Um, uh, roughly, you're between eight and $11,000. Okay. Well, see, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. And then All you're right. going to have the gas company come out and put in a propane tank if you're not on natural. That's right. And yep. propane... Wouldn't that be a better option during a storm because sometimes they do cut off the gas after a major storm, trees are down? If you have a good gas provider. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is a variable well, you there you have to think full. about. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you always see them come at Tuesday at 3 in the afternoon, yeah. then uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And propane actually uh, is actually more efficient mm -hmm. than natural. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. We've got Tom in Zebulon. Tom, welcome to Making Your Home Great on WPTF. Good afternoon, ma'am. Ask a generator question? Yes. When Please I do. had my house built, I did have a, uh, a lockout switch installed. And uh, I really like, my electrician said, hey, what are you going to hook to it? And I said, I don't know. And uh, now I have a 5,500-watt uh, generator continuous entire surge but can i plug can i hook that have an electrician hook that directly into that box or do i have to have some sort of breakers uh tom tom uh you said the electrician installed some type of lockout uh is that i, I can i can disconnect from the grid yes sir okay uh and then so i'm assuming somewhere on the outside of your home you have a uh probably a 30 amp generator inlet that you could plug your generator into well that's that's what i want to put in okay yeah that's what you're missing in the equation then so you've got a lockout you can you can uh get off the grid like you said uh it definitely a licensed electrician needs to check it out to verify that uh but we need to we would need to hook back into your panel uh, and, and have that generator inlet. So you fire up your generator, you plug it in, and until you actually turn that lockout uh, over or on, if you will, uh, then now you're off the grid and you're on generator. You got time to tell me the sequence? Uh, if I've got that plug, uh, what, I, what would be the first thing I do? I would disconnect from the grid? Uh, honestly, you know, it doesn't matter as long as the lockout is installed properly, because if, okay, the storm comes, power goes out, you go into the garage and you pull out your generator, you carry it outside, uh, you start it up, you plug it in, 
you go back into the house uh, and uh, it power is never coming back uh, to into that circuit breaker panel uh, ultimately until you flip that lockout over. Now, once you flip that lockout, uh, well, actually, that would be the proper sequence. I would uh, fire the generator up, plug it in, uh, let the generator generator run for a minute until you turn it everything over. But uh, now when you do that, Tom, before you turn everything over, turn all your breakers off because what's going to happen is if you just turn that lock lockout over and all your breakers are on, that means that every load, every electrical load that uh, was running before power went out is going to try to simultaneously come on. And that generator may very well kick out. So, Am, am I going to be able to uh, once in a while turn off every breaker and turn on the hot water heater and, and make some hot water? You can. You can, typically. Um, I, I mean, I know you said, what, 5,500 uh, watt. Um, and you've got an electric water heater? Yes, sir. Um, it, you're you're on the fence there, but more than likely you could. Tom. And, uh, if you need to cut me off, cut me off. No, you go ahead. Think of your next question. question. I, had a, I had a friend who uh, used the generator after a storm, and then he said pretty soon after that his refrigerator went out. Uh, does that sound like they're connected? He had too much on there and wasn't putting enough current to his refrigerator? I, I would ask him how old his generator is. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you're at that point, uh, you know, that your generator can determine uh, a number of things. It's, it, that's what's providing power at that point. But I don't, I, honestly, I haven't seen that very often. All right. Well, you know, when we have a cold snap, it's because my wife leaves the refrigerator door open. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that, Tom. It's going to get cold tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, appreciate Tom. it. Yeah. I love the words off the grid for some reason. I do, too. Yeah. I mean, I know that, you know, CMC Electric, you, you don't get phone calls from guys saying, listen, I want to be off the grid totally. <laughs> do you get calls like that? Uh, I have before. You have? Yeah. Because okay. I and dream they make, of that. They, make, they actually make generators that are specified for uh, being off the grid. I want to be as close as Amish as possible. <laughs> then you need one of those. One, you know, no. I think it would cost us more to be off the grid. In it, it would, probably. I mean, yeah. and live the lifestyle that we live, right? Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, we could, but you can't have both. Right. Uh, yeah. You can't. No. No. Yeah. no. All right. Now, we did, you mentioned in a roundabout way. The surge that he could get, yeah, or the the draw, yeah. You do how whole house surge protection. We do. What yeah. are you protecting me against? Uh, well, it, lightning. lightning, sure, and not just lightning. Uh, that's what most everyone thinks, uh, mm -hmm. and obviously that is what we're protecting you from. But we're also protecting you from uh, the utility company. You know, every every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. Oh, yeah, uh, they help us out a lot, but um, but regardless, there is a lot of power surges every day that comes from the utility. And um, you know, I was actually talking about this with a technician the other day, and uh, we were talking about kitchen appliances. And people, you know, they they bought a house that's ten years old, and now they say, yeah. We were talking to them, and they say, yeah, I'm got to go buy some. I have to buy a new range or oven or whatever it may be. Yeah. 
And uh, when you ask why, they say, well, it's just kind of it's on its last leg. You know, well, why is it on its last leg? Yeah. A lot of times it's on its last leg because it is taking such a beating of voltage fluctuation mm-hmm. uh, from utility that, that, you know, it's dying. And we don't know. Yeah. We don't know that. So that when we do whole house surge protection, it, it, you know, it helps with that. It can extend the life of your appliances. It can uh, battle the that unseen uh, issue. Yeah. And then also battle the issue of when lightning strikes as well. So, and the beauty with that is it, it's such a easier installation than anyone ever thinks. Really, it's super easy for an electrician to install uh, and to install properly. This and is whole house surge protection. Yes, and how, how expensive and, is something like that? A few hundred dollars. Really. The, the, the it, unit, it, de- it depends unit, on your home. The it, unit and the labor. It de- yes, sir. Wow. It depends on your home. Yeah. Uh, and, and what's another, uh, something else that a lot of people don't know with surge protection, whole house surge protection, mm-hmm. is uh, it, any manufacturer that I know of that makes surge protection products, uh, if you install a panel uh what well, say a surge protector that mm-hmm. installs on your circuit breaker panel yeah and you're now protecting everything in your home that's 120 or 240 volts mm-hmm. but your tv is plugged into rg6 your you know your cable line yeah uh, your computers are plugged into data uh et cetera, et cetera. when you say rg6 we're not talking about electrical plug. No. We're talking about the data plug. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so now, so to simplify it here is, it, well, anything that has multiple inputs, i.e. a TV, a computer, yeah. you need to protect both inputs. And when you don't, you're typically voiding uh, the insurance, if you will, from the surge protection so where companies. So do you do that? You do a separate surge protector for your We do. Your internet? We do. Inlet? Yep. Uh, for cable and data. So uh, when we're protecting all inputs, um, you're fully protected with, uh, you know, extra insurance, if you will. Well, I, I, you, a little off topic, but not. I was up in D.C. recently, and I went to the Spy Museum, and one of the last uh, ex- points of exit as far as the conversation about terrorism was were cyber attacks yeah. and utility companies yeah. really trying to be prepared for that. And, mm-hmm. and I would think having a, a, gener- a generator and maybe surge protector could help you in those scenarios as well if that ever became a, yeah. a real issue. Yeah, yeah. The other question I have about power surges, when we get the, when the power goes out at my house, as a rule, we unplug everything we can find a plug for, okay? Mm-hmm. We unplug that $1,100 TV because I'm not going to lose it yeah. to just being stupid. Yeah. Do I need to do that? Uh, Should I, when the power goes totally off, unplug my computer and TV? It definitely can't hurt because if the power's going out, then it's, you know it may be, it's very possible you've got a lightning storm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if no damage has happened and that TV's not plugged in or, or you've unplugged it, then yep. you could very well be saving your TV. I mean, if the lightning is coming down, hitting the lightning, hitting the transformers and blowing them up, yeah. and in my house the lights are going on and then off and then on and then off, my electronics are at risk. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'd unplug them. Yeah. I'd unplug if it's them valuable too. to me, sure. All right. Yeah. Very good. Now, these are there's two questions I really wanted the answer to. <laughs> Number one, 
can I take a shower in an electrical storm? No. And should I <laughs> unplug my computers? Should I unplug my computers when the power goes off? And the answer apparently is yes. There you go. I love All taking right. showers during electrical storm. I know. So do I call my mom. I go, Mom, I'm, in, I'm taking a shower in an electrical storm. All right. Next segment, we're going to ask some serious questions, including how silly is it that on Star Trek, when they get attacked by the Romulans, their electrical panels just blow up with sparks? Don't they know about fuses? Uh, sort of. <laughs> Did they know about fuses in the 21st century? Details like this and your questions of Chris Conrad from CMC Electric on Making Your Home Great News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric, also Tim Ferruzzi from Highlander Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers, and I'm Dave Alexander. AccuWeather forecast includes sunshine, some clouds, and a possibility of a heavy afternoon thunderstorm. Tonight's overnight low near 70, tomorrow less humid, not quite as warm. It is 88 degrees with a real feel of 105. Now we've been talking about big things, Chris. Recessed lighting, mm-hmm. kind of a small thing. I I think if we finished the show and didn't mention that, yeah, and that just the small you know repairs that you will do, sure, I think we'd give people the wrong idea that you're just you're doing doing big stuff. Yeah, like no generators. We, you're you're going to come in and put it put in lights for me. Oh yeah, we, I mean we we thrive on the small stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do uh, because. Uh, even if it's small, you know, our, our goal in life every day in business is to create a customer for life. And, uh, and we know you'll call us back. And so, uh, anytime you do have a problem or if you do want something big, but you know, we like doing small things just as much as we like doing big things. So, uh, you have a receptacle that doesn't work. We'll come to your house for that. Okay. I've got Bob in West Raleigh. He's kind of an HVAC question, but let's, let's see how it fits in. How you doing, Bob? Doing good, Dave. How Welcome. Uh, I got a situation there, and they got a couple of questions about. I've got sure. a uh, three-story house with ten-foot ceilings. It's so it's real tall. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got zoned HVAC units. The heat pumps are on, of course, outside the house, all the way on the left end. One of them went bad. It quit putting out cold air a couple of weeks ago. So I opened up the heat pump, put the gauges on there, and sure enough, the Freon was low. It was real low. It took six pounds to load it back up. Uh, I've got a leak somewhere. I'd snooped. Do you guys know what snoop is? Uh, It's a leak detector? Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. liquid stuff. I snooped the coils, everything I could think of, and got no problem on the outdoor unit. So... Obviously, my leak is either in the refrigerant line or in the air handler. The air handler's 30 years old. Same as it's original. The house is 30 years old. Unfortunately, like I say, the heat pump's on the left side of the house on the ground. The air handler's on the third floor at the other end of the house behind a wall. Right. So I'm talking, could be 100 feet of refrigerant line. I don't know. Yes, yes. I'm assuming, uh, God forbid, it's, the leak's not in the line. It's in the air handler. Right. But I can't get in there. It's so tight. 
even even with an access panel that's very small, it's, I I can't get my body in there to open up the air handler. Well, Bob, I think what you need is a lower lower fat, lower salt diet, and more <laughs> exercises. What I'm I'm telling you. Well, that may be part of the. Problem. All right, Bob is Bob. Bob's a longtime listener and a good 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 buddy. Listen, Bob, we're on with Chris Conrad of CMC Electric. Does CMC Electric do HVAC? Uh, we we do not. We uh, the only thing we do with with heating and air is uh, give it electricity so it can start functioning. All right. And Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Tim. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a licensed mechanical guy. I'll tell you one thing I did personally on my house uh, two or three months ago. My gas pack is uh, about eight or nine years old. And um, so I had it serviced this winter, put in new uh, heat exchangers, spent, you know, uh, some money. And uh, two months later, when the air conditioning system came on, Mm -hmm. I realized that it decided not to work. So I called my heating and air guy and I said, look, they said, well, you need a new system. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I just spent this much money doing the heat exchanger. I said, I'm going to buy two or three years on this. So. Do they sell something? And I, I know you mentioned something about the leak detector, but what I did, and this worked for me, is I said, well, you know, they always say fix a flat doesn't work on your tires, but I found that it does when needed, and it's gotten me out of a few emergencies. And, and this radiator stuff you can pour in your radiators when you mm-hmm. have a radiator leak yep. will sometimes find out. I said, do they make anything like that for your for this? He says, yeah, they do. And I said, well, let's give it a whirl. Well, we did. Saved me a lot of money. Mm. And it's working. So, but that was my immediate system outside. It's a gas pack. I don't know what the connection is about the other things that you're talking about, but that actually helped me. Um, so you might try something like that, and it maybe you do have a leak in the outside unit. You don't realize it, or maybe like you're saying, it's that other line. But I would think if if that's the case, you would need to call a, a heating and air guy. Right. Well, let me continue. I've, um. My understanding is, see, I'm on the old-timey refrigerant. Right. My understanding is, if I replace the heat pump or right. the air handler, right. I've got to replace both right. because it's got to have the new refrigerant. Right, yeah. Is that, is that a fact? That's a fact. Okay. And secondly, question is, I've got, uh, my refrigerant lines are 5 sixteenths. My understanding is that on new installations, you, they use 3 eighths inch line. Mm-hmm. If I replace these two units, do I have to replace the refrigerant line? I mean, I don't know what code is now, because that would require. This is I'm, I'm guessing it's a hundred feet worth of line from because the two units are so far apart. All right, we that, would get, be, we, that would be tearing out walls and ceilings and whatever just to get to it. What we need to do is get Bob on the show when there's an HVAC guy. Yeah. Tim, do you remember a name of anyone? I would think that they would they would want to abandon that one yeah. and run a new one. But again, I'm not licensed in mechanical, so I can't tell you for sure. But I would think common sense-wise, they would not utilize that one. They would abandon it and run a new one from point A to point B. Otherwise, because if you don't, then you may still have your problem. You're, you're, talk, you you're talking probably yeah. $20,000 worth of work, I bet tearing out walls and ceilings to get to all the refrigerant line. It's, of course, all hidden, and I have no idea where it is. Yikes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know who your mechanical guy is. I mean, we've had some on the show like uh, Bowman Mechanical and some of those guys, but mm-hmm. I, I would just recommend you you call somebody and, and get some quotes, and you might even try this thing that I did if you feel like that's a, worth a shot. That cost me 250 bucks plus the uh, one, uh, one pound of Freon. You mean the fix-a-flat yeah. coach? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where would I find something like that? Well, I did. I just had the I just had the company do it. They ordered it. It cost me two hundred forty six for that. I'm sure they had a good markup on it, and I paid for a pound of Freon, and and it solved my problem. But I had them take care of it. To me, it was worth the four hundred dollars. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's a real good first step. Yep. All right. That's okay. what I needed to know. Then. All right, Bob. Take care. Bob, take thanks care a help. lot. Okay. Take care, you guys. CMC Electric, Chris Conrad, ceiling fan installation. Construction services. If a builder wants to get your get in contact, you'll pick up the phone, won't you? Oh, of course. Yeah. What's your number? It's 919-291-0989. 291-0989. That's it. Electrical repair, the small stuff and the big stuff. Yeah, everything from everything. Uh, smallest thing from outlet repair to rewiring uh, older home. We got some good... Hints and tips about generator installation, although I kind of do think that a smarter thing would be to call CMC Electric. We'd be happy to help. Rather than try to, you know, do it yourself. Outlet repair, panel upgrades, and a lot of other things. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Dave. All right. Chris Conrad from CMC Electric. Tim, what's next week on this show? Fire protection. All right. Fire protection. For your home or business. And fire suppression. Absolutely. You're talking about sprinklers also. Yes. All right. On next week's show, Making Your Home Great, a News Radio 680 WPTF. We're very glad to have you with us. Tell your friends about this show because we're on every Saturday. Whether there's golf on TV or not, we're here from 224 on WPTF. WPTF.